and say, Lord, we are grateful for this wonderful service. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for all that you have done for us. Thank you for all that you will do for us. Go ahead and appreciate him and bless his name. And thank him and say, Lord, we are very grateful. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worship. Shout hallelujah. Please be seated. God bless you. We want to thank God for the life of Shewele Jesu. Praise the Lord. We thank God for your life. And we know your coming here is not by accident. God brought you here to minister life and to bless the people of God. We thank God we are not taking your visit for a joke. We know that you carry grace, you carry the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And that even though you just decided to come unannounced, we appreciate you, we welcome you. Abundant Grace member, can you clap your hands together for this woman of God? abundant grace church this is love family we love you we celebrate you we thank god for his grace over your life and uh, the lord bless you mightily in jesus name the bible says no one can receive anything except it is given to him from heaven the lord wants us to receive from you that's why you are here i told you i was invited to go to another church to preach and the lord said visit this church and just say I. And as I was, the person that was preaching mentioned my name, I enter. Mention my name. I didn't know I was coming. And I told them, I said, it is indication that your prayer has been answered. Somebody say your prayer has been answered. Amen. I said this month, through the dinner of glory, that the Lord will give you pleasant surprises. Amen. This is one of the pleasant surprises. She just came to surprise us. Hallelujah. Say, Lord Jesus, shower me with the blessing of your word. Let me enjoy your word and let your name be glorified in my life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. Let's get settled down on time. Get settled down. If you are far at the back, you can adjust to the front. If you are far at the back, this is time for the word. You can come to the front and make sure you adjust. Thank you. Adjust. Stand up and adjust to the front. Don't sit at the back. Don't be comfortable sitting at the back. I appreciate people that love the word and they sit where they can get the best out of it. Yes, please sit down. Open your ears and you are blessed forever in Jesus' name. Amen. My prayer is that this month your prayers will be answered. If you are actually praying for something this month, say believing, amen. Amen. Alright, this is a month of perfection. Perfection means completion. Perfection means fulfillment. Perfection means complete. Perfection means glory. Anything that perfection represents, the Lord will bring it to your life in the name of Jesus. The Lord will also give you perfect peace. Your journey will be safe. Your work will be blessed. 
Do we have a reason to share testimony in the name of Jesus? So I'll be preaching this morning on the topic I've tied to divine fulfillment. God wants you to be fulfilled in life. So many people hustle, but they are not settled. So many people work, but they don't have reward. So many people get connected, but they are disgraced. It doesn't show in their life. When you are not fulfilled in life, you will never be happy. And I want you to know, apart from everything that you may do, fulfillment comes from the heart. And when you are fulfilled, you have joy. It will show on your faces. People will see that you are personally happy and you are satisfied. What God wants you to have is to enjoy divine fulfillment. Anytime I see somebody that has been born again for years and is not happy, I'm always very sad inside me. I say, why are you sad? Why is your countenance dark? Why are you looking pale? Why are you not fulfilled? It may be because one, they have not known what fulfillment means in the body of Christ and they have not desired it. Fulfillment is important. Look at it. Genesis 24 verse 1 that I love. He say, Father Abraham was well advanced in age. That means he actually grew very, very old. That means God helped him and gave him the gift of longevity. Raise your hands to heaven and say, Father, I receive this grace. I will live long. I refuse to die prematurely. I want fulfillment. Long years on earth. If you tarry in the name of Jesus. Say amen three times. Please, I want to listen to me very well. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. That's what I mean by fulfillment. Bless in the work of his hand. Bless concerning his wife. Bless concerning his children. Everything around Father Abraham was actually doing well. Bless in all things. That's what I mean by fulfillment. Bless in all things. God wants you to be blessed in all things. Raise your hands to heaven. I shall be blessed in all things. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. My life is blessed in all things. Say amen three times. Prophesy to yourself, I will enjoy divine fulfillment. I will not be frustrated. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says, Thank be to God that has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in all things. God wanted to be fulfilled. And when you are not fulfilled, I am not happy. Because it's difficult to pastor a church of people that are not fulfilled. They grumble. They don't give. They don't come regularly. They are not happy people. They tire you. They cause you to complain because they themselves, they are not happy. The most frustrated people to pastor is people that are not happy. When they are not happy, they want to make you sad. That's why it's important for you to enjoy the blessing. God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places because God wanted to be fulfilled and I pray that you'll be blessed in all things in Jesus name Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 I'm just laying a foundation for divine fulfillment so that you can be happy unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us if I have a desire 
and God is able to meet my desire, I am happy. But desire that you are hoping for that never come true, make you sick. One day I will buy a car, but you never buy a car after 10 years. One day I will build a house, but you never build a house after a long time. One day I will stop from borrowing, but you are still borrowing. You are not happy because your aspirations, your goals, your dreams, your desire, they are not fulfilled. When a desire is fulfilled, the heart is glad. And if you are happy, ah, even when people are looking at you and you know that you are happy within yourself. If you are happy, it will be seen on your faces. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. And if you are going to enjoy fulfillment, you must know what it means to be fulfilled in Christ. What does it mean to be fulfilled in Christ? Number one, fulfillment comes by following Jesus. Why do I say this? Matthew chapter 5 verse 19 says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. There are so many people that are not following Christ, but they are following religion. There is no amount of preaching you do to them. They are not genuine follower. Look, I am telling you, in church, we don't raise customers. We raise worshippers. Let that be in your head. If you don't follow Christ in church, you will never be happy and fulfilled. The only person you follow and you are blessed forever is Christ. If your attention is on me, on what I'm going to give you, you are going to be frustrated. Follow me. Jesus told Peter, please sit down. Follow me and I will make you. The only person that is capable of making you is Christ. If you miss the center point, you have missed it all. Jesus is the center. If, if you come to church, see, see what Unsewele just said. As when we come to church to church phone, is it not embarrassing that you leave your house and you come to church and you are distracted because of a small gadget? And it happens here. At the time I say, don't allow anybody to charge here. And some, even when they are phone that they are charging ring, they will go out and pick it. They will go out and pick the phone. They will not even switch it off. It is by following Christ that blessings follow you. He said, these are the things that Gentiles seek and labor for. But when you follow me, all these things will be seeking you. Blessing will be seeking you. You'll be asking yourself, when did I pray for this thing that God did it for me? When did I pray for it? Mark chapter 1 verse 17. He told all of them again, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Whatever God wants you to be, I pray you are going to become that thing in the name of Jesus. Psalm 65 verse 11. Why is following Christ important? Psalm 65 verse 11 says, The Lord crowned the year with your goodness. Why? Your path drip with abundance. When I walk in his steps, I find prosperity. I find peace. I find blessing. When I'm following his path, I am blessed. My friend, if you are not blessed, you are not walking in his path. When you are following the master and you are following him, you'll be surprised that you are picking this blessing after this blessing, picking this blessing after that blessing. Your path 
drops abundance. Your path drops abundance. Ruth chapter 2 verse 16. He said, follow my men. I have commanded them to drop down blessing on purpose for your sake. Your sake. Read from verse 10. Read from verse 10. Following Christ is what guarantees blessing and fulfillment in life. And I know some of you, you are followers of so many things. TikTok, Instagram, but you never follow Christ. When you don't follow Christ, you'll be frustrated. She fell on her face, bowed to the ground, and she said to him, why I find fine favor in your eyes? Thou should take notice of me since I'm a foreigner. Verse 12. And Boaz answered said to her, it has been fully reported to me all that you have, you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth and you have come to people whom you did not know before. Verse 12. The Lord will pay your work and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel under whose wing you have come for refuge. Verse 13. Then he said, let me find favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me and have spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I'm not like one of your maidservants. Verse 14. Now Boaz said to her, this is what guaranteed the blessing. Come here and eat the bread. Dip your piece of bread in the vinegar. And she sat beside the repast and he passed patches grain to her and she ate and was satisfied and kept some back. Verse 15. Verse 15. But look at verse 15. And when she rose up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves and do not reproach her. And before this verse, in verse 8 and 9, he said, Do not leave my repast. Follow them. Put on verse 8. Follow them. Follow them. Put on verse 8. Put on verse 8. Let's see verse 8. And Boaz said to Ruth, you will listen, my daughter. Say, I will listen. I can't hear you. How many of you will listen? Okay. Will you not? Do not go to clean in another feed. Put it there. Let me see it. Listen to me. Do not go and pick grain or barley in any other field. Stay here in this feed. Walk beside my servant girls. Watch carefully. Watch carefully where the men are walking. Then follow behind other women. Follow. 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 Don't be a contract member in church. Contract. You come when you, it's convenient for you. You go. We don't even know where you belong. Because you are never serious towards the things of God. He said, follow my men. Follow. And he has instructed his servant, the main servant, draw blessing for her on purpose. Nobody gets satisfied until he becomes a follower of Christ. I had a son years back. And I will always remember him as a point of reference to quality followership. He was graduated, didn't get the job. He was coming from a far place to Kefir. He was checking. He had no money even to eat. So he just said, Pastor, give me the key of the church so that I can be there. So he'll be there, sleeping, doing some things around. He read agronomy. 
But one day he came to me and said, my friend came into the church to mock me. And I asked him, what did they say? They said, you are wasting your life. What can pastor do for you? Why are you always here? You are trekking up and down. And it pricked my spirit. And I asked him, what kind of work do you want? And he told me, an idea flipped into my mind. And I called one of my sons in Lagos. Come, I want you to come and preach on how to do business. But you do interview for my member that are looking for a job. I want to apply to appoint one or two people. I purposely invited Biodon then because of me. Purposely. Because of quality followership. I said, Come. Enough of this frustration. And he came. He said, Pastor, I don't even know what you're having to preach about. Preach, or now you are doing business. Preach, he was happy. I caught two other people that are not following. That are far distant members. Come, I'm inviting somebody in your feet. He will do interview for you. At the end of the service, he did interview. I did not talk to him and say, this is the one you should pick. He picked only him. He was the only person that did not do physics or do computer. He read agronomy. And he said, that is the best. I'm happy. It's not only me that is rewarding you. Heaven had my prayer and is rewarding you. And he picked him to Lagos. Today, he is set to and satisfy, fulfill followership. And I'm happy he's still doing the same thing in Lagos. Got to Lagos, got involved in God's service, and he's doing very well in the church that he belongs. My friend, who are you following? You can never enjoy fulfillment until you are following qualitatively. Follow Christ. Follow me, and I will make you. Isaiah 55, verse 2 and 13. Isaiah 58, verse 11. Isaiah 55, verse 2 and 3. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? The one that does not bring fulfillment. Why? Why do you spend money for where there is no fulfillment? Look at what the Bible says. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight in self in abundance. Verse 3. Look at verse 3. Verse 3. Incline your ear. Come to me. Here and your soul shall live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. When you follow God, you are already in covenant of favor with God. God says, I have not called the house of Israel to seek me in vain. Your followership cannot be in vain. If you follow well and you are not blessed, something is wrong somewhere. God is not a man that is should lie. He knows where your heart is. And when he sees that you are following qualitatively the right word for you, you will enjoy it. One of my members in those days in Ubumosho was frustrated. He has prayed nothing was working. And he said, well, I'll go to church. And if nothing happened in church today, I will make up my mind. I will relocate back to Lagos. And I was coming all the way from Oshobu and I mourned the pupils. I said, be careful. Don't take a decision because of your feeling. Your future is more important than your feeling. What God has prepared for you, he will do it. I said, I'm just saying that to somebody and I don't know. But let me continue the message. And I preached and he said, that message was for me. When I got back home, I dismantled my bag. Say, God, pastor said, 
I should not take a decision because of my feeling. I have to be very careful. That word is for me. And one day he met me in Ogumashaw. He stopped me. Pastor, you are my pastor for life. You are the one that shaped my life. He said, today, I have that job I was hoping for. Today, I am married. Today, I'm with kid. Today, I'm assistant pastor with him. Do you know this same man was the one preaching, talking about me when I entered Overcomer Church? He was invited. He's an assistant prof now. A prof. He's a prof now. He's a prof now. He's a prof. He was the one preaching. He was invited to come and preach in the church that God asked me to just branch. They didn't invite me. I just said, okay, this is the church that I said. Let me just see how they are doing. Maybe somebody will know me. And he was the one preaching. He was invited by another pastor to come and preach. Because that was where he graduated from. And they were doing final year graduation service. So he had just narrated his story. How the Lord helped me to preach to him to stay. And I enter. And he shouted. When you follow, you must be blessed. Because God cannot lie. Uh, there is no pastor that is good. Find one. Find one. You won't be the only one that is good. Find one. Find one. One of my sons came to me in Lagos. I don't know which church to even go. I don't know. I said, find one. Find one. And follow qualitatively. That is how to live a fulfilled life. Your fulfillment, you can never find it outside Christ. You are born to live for God. You are born to work for him. So if you think you can be happy outside church, you are making a mistake. Because you are wired to serve God. Isaiah 58 verse 11. Can you put Isaiah 58 verse 11? Isaiah 58 verse 11. 58 11. The Lord will guide you continually. Somebody say amen. Some of you are not talking with your mind. Say amen very well. If you are born again, say the loudest amen. And satisfy your soul in famine. Can you see that? You look. I'm not joking here this morning. Look, if you don't want to experience farming, you must follow God and he will guide you continually. Why are you not the judge? I don't know. That is the reason why you lack money. That's the reason why. Because when he's guiding you continually, he will satisfy your soul in farming. He will satisfy your soul in farming. God knows how to take care of his own. God knows how to take care of his own. God knows how to take care of his own. I repeat, God knows how to take care of his own. If you belong to him, he will guide you continually. In time of famine, you will be blessed. So many people are giving testimony during caste crisis. Look up to me. Look up to me. So many people are giving testimony during caste crisis. So many people that follow God. Even though they are adult, that strip themselves naked and say, I'm going to die, oh, there is no money. Some people had plenty money during that time. They never lack. Because God was the one that's guiding them. In time of famine, he provided for them. 
one of the pastors that I love so much said, by name, Reverend Magpai, somebody brought a sack of money all the way from Lagos, flew from Lagos to Akwaiba and said, God asked me to give you because of money crisis. This is ca- sack of cash, Papa, be spending. He's always doing for other people. He's not only for big men of God. God satisfies the soul of people that follow him continually in time of famine. He will find a way of settling them. God cannot be embarrassed now. Do you think God will be embarrassed? But your provision is in followership. Your provision is in followership. It will satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water, whose waters do not fail. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Come on, be serious about what you are doing. Are you here? Be here. Are you here? Are you a member of this church? Be here. Fully. Take every blessing that God has prepared for you. Don't lose anyone. Don't say, I was neither here nor there. Then you will not be recognized. In time of famine, your allocation will not come. Number one way to enjoy fulfillment is by followership. Number two way of enjoy fulfillment is by feeding on the revelation, the personality of Jesus. Your enemy is not important. What is important is for you to know your commander and to be sure that you are thoroughly fed by him. All these go here and there. Come on. The only person you need to know and to feed on is God. Keep feeding on the revelation of Christ. I said I have two stories for the world. I told them the two stories. I said the second story is about my dog. My dog was having problem with ticks. I have done so many things. They said they have I have done almost everything I needed to do until I went to a fed pharmacy shop and they told me, ah, Pastor, don't stop struggling. There's a particular food like a tablet like this. Once he swallow it, dogs will run away from him. Any dog that touches the, the dog, any tick that touches the dog will die. When I remember what I've suffered for years, because I hate tick. That's one of the things that I don't like about dog at all. I don't like it at all. So I bought it. I told my wife, I said, this is a miracle food. If this dog eat it, free from ticks. They say minimum six months. Tick with, it doesn't matter whether I stay in the bush. I saw yeah, Jackie. Eat and leave. My active dog swallowed the food. I say, is it sweet? They say, ah, it's sweet. It's like meat. They put something inside. I did not struggle again. No. That food is still keeping the body clean. Tosi was telling me yesterday, look at the body. No single t- You can't come near him. By the food he has swallowed, is immune to attack. There's a revelation you swallow. You live as if devil does not exist. He can't come near you. He can't come near you. We were traveling yesterday. I asked him, were you not surprised that no policeman ever stopped me? On the- were you not surprised? He said, I thought maybe you know them. I said, no, they are psychologists. When they look at you and the kind of car that you are driving, they say, Welcome, sir. Happy weekend. 
Well done, sir. Happy weekend. Every other person will pack it. When we approach, welcome, sir. Happy weekend. You can go, sir. They have been taught that there are some people you don't disturb. I was going with my wife in town one day. He said, look at them. It is you people that are supposed to stop. But they will never stop you. I said, they can't stop me. The kind of car I'm riding. They know it must be a special person that is using it. And my look. Except I dress like a Yahoo boys. Am I here? Rukolokolo. They now say, and they now smell alcohol in my eyes. They now say, pack well. Pack well. You are not supposed to be in this kind of a car. You are a mismatch. A mismatch. Feed on the revelation of Christ. And you'll be satisfied. Nothing satisfies you like the revelation of Christ. John chapter 6, verse 57. He said, this is not like the food that your father ate and they died. If you hit me, you will live forever. Jesus said it. He said, I am the living bread that came from heaven. As the living father sent me, I live because of the father. So he who feed on me will live because of me. If you feed on me, you will live. You will be satisfied. And so many people are not actually feeding you. They are just watching other people feeding and getting fat. And when you are praying, they now be saying, woro, woro. Because even their heart is empty. They don't know what to say. And some of you, even what you know is shallow. So shallow. That you cannot even use it to pray. Can't use it to pray. Can you feed on the revelation of Christ? Psalm chapter 9, verse 36. For with you is the fountain of life. It is in your light that will see light. In your revelation, we see light. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. We all, all of us, somebody say all of us, with open face, we are beholding him in a mirror. We are being transformed. As we are fed, we are being transformed from glory to glory. All of us, not, there is no excuse for not feeding. If you are not feeding, you will die. Your spiritual cell needs food. Needs spiritual food. Your spiritual cell. If you are empty, you will be attacked. If you are empty, your cell will begin to die. If you are empty. So that's why I say, we all, with an unfailed face, with clarity of mind and purpose, that we have come here to know Christ and to feed on him, Beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just by the Spirit of the Lord. Because the word itself is a spirit. Your spirit man needs food. When I was young, and I was, uh, will I call myself house officer to my Ghanaian children? Take them to school, take them to Bible club, take them to this. It was around 18 or 20. I've been born again. Give my life to Christ in 1979. But you know, because that was my role, like the ass boy, to police these two kids wherever they were going. So I started getting malnourished. I've shared it with you before. Because what baby hits spiritually in their foundational school, Good News Club, was not enough for my spirit. I am the light of the world, light of the world, light of the world, light of the world. We dance around. But I was an adult eating Pekin Milo 
So I told them, I need to go to a retreat. And they gave me one permission to go to a retreat. And when we got there, I look at the preacher like this. They say, if you are sick, come out. I walk out. Demonstrate your sickness. I say, I'm hungry spiritually. I'm empty. Pray for me. So the man wanted to lay hand on me. He said, what do you say is happening with you? I'm dying spiritually. No food. No spiritual food. So he asked me to come aside. He prayed for every other person. He said, which Bible study do you go to? Which church do you go? I said, Bible club. He said, where did you give your life to Christ? He said, tell those people, if they don't want to kill you spiritually, you must be going to adult church. You must be going to adult church. It is better to be overfed spiritually than to be malnourished. It is better. Feed on Christ. Feed on revelation of God's word. Feed on it. Let your spirit man be saturated. John chapter 9 verse 5 and 6. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. And when he said he's the light of the world, he molded clay and put it on his eyes. And first 10 to 11, when people saw him, they say, he's not looking like the same beggar. Because that's what happened to you when you are feeding on Christ. Your life will change. You know, at times when I see you, you have been in church for years, and your philosophy about life is still the same. It shows that you are not feeding. Because as you are feeding, there will be an exchange, divine exchange. Your old nature will be going out. Christ's nature will be coming in. But if you have been in Christ for so long and your philosophy about life is still the same, it's a sign that you are not feeding. You have been coming to church to play religion. If you are feeding, your life will be changing. You will notice. You will not be perfect when you enter the church. But a time comes that all those toxins, bad habits, uh, mistake lies, all those coarse jesting, all those abnormal behavior, it will go because you are feeding there's an exchange. Something is going out. The nature of carnality is going out. The nature of Christ is coming in. But what do we have in church today? We have activity without transformation. They will look like this. Ever learning but never feeding. Ever learning. They are listening to you but they are not actually swallowing the, the, the meal of the word and they are still the same. So your whole friend will meet you and say, ah, you have no change at all. You think it's a good compliment? It's a bad one. It's a bad one. When the brother of Joseph saw him, they could not recognize him. He has changed in so many ways. If you are still the same, so many years, it's a sign that you are not feeding. Everything about you should change because Christ is remodeling you to himself. You used to look like Afar when you give your life to Christ. After some time, you are now looking like pastor. People change your name. I asked I ask, uh, my carpenter, why do you give the contract of the wood to somebody that is called an Afar? He said, Afar, can you? What can you Afar? Because he looked like Afar. I said, okay. That means it is possible for somebody also to look like pastor and people will be calling him pastor. If where you are, people are calling you Afar mistakenly, you are don't belong to Christ. You should look and talk like a man of God. In your office, in your organization, everybody calling you, yeah, dua, pastor. Not because you look shabbily, 
but because of the content that is coming out of your mouth most of the time. Because the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Woman told me in the college in those days, say, ah, say, Arayini man, yeni. I say, Arawani is born again. He said, Sarayini, oh. I said, what do you mean? Ah, I don't want to say, yeah, yeah, so kusoni. He cannot tell me that he's born again. Kusarayini. We know, we know the way you talk. We know how you react. Even when we are saying something that is not normal. We know how you feel. I was in vice chancellor's office of years back. I was invited to vice chancellor's office. And he started making some funny jokes. And I remained calm. I became serious. I was looking uncomfortable. And the regular sergeant said, Sir, Mr. Vashasala, sir, this man is a pastor. Pastor, the is not comfortable with what you are saying. He said, Oh, he's a pastor. He said, Yeah, he's a pastor, sir. He said, Pastor, can we change the topic? He said, Oh, sorry, Pastor, the And he changed the topic. He saw that I was not feeling comfortable. Even though he invited me to get an approval to a request, I don't say because I want an approval. And I will not be laughing. So that I will not be annoyed. Do you know some Christians go to club so that they can win contracts? They say because hey, I want to know where they are. Stupid people. When you feed on Christ, he will satisfy you. You will live a fulfilled life. You don't need to compromise. Blessing will chase you. You will attract it. You will attract the blessing. Not by compromise. Feeding on Christ is number two guarantee ways. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 to 4. If this gospel is hidden and it's not working, it's not working for those people that devil has blinded their mind. Look, every beauty, every glory is a product of the mind. If your mind is not working, your life can never be working. That's why I'm saying that when you come to Christ, come, let us listen together. If your mind is not working with this gospel, the gospel can never work in your life. When you come to listen, you must concentrate. You must listen along the line. You must not be religious. You must not be playing politics. Your mind must reason with the word. God knows you have the capacity to reason. That's why I say, come, let us reason together. Every change comes from mind. Your mind must be fed. It is fed to those who are perishing. Verse 4. Look at verse 4. Some Corinthians whose minds the God of this age has blinded who do not believe lest the light of the glorious gospel of glory of Christ who is the image of God should shine unto them if the mind is not blinded you will definitely shine if your mind is clean and clear and can reason with the word of God you eventually come out of all this trouble it doesn't matter what we are going through if your mind is reasoning with the word the word has power to change you. If I'm preaching and your mind is not following and you are not processing it in your thoughts, even if I put a kerchief on you, your blessing will not last. Your mind is important. Every beauty is a product of the mind. If your mind is not working, your life can never be working. And that is why there must be constant feeding exchange of thoughts. God, am I right? 
are you right? What is wrong with me? Maybe what I'm thinking is wrong. You are constantly exchanging values as you come to church. You can't remain the same and expect fulfillment. Your mind must constantly be moving and be processing the word and adjusting yourself because the word of God is like a mirror. When it comes to your life, it will adjust to you. You don't forget the way you look. There's one dot in your eye. You must remove it. As the word is pointing it out, you are removing it. You are changing. Everybody now see that you are fine. It's because you have looked at the mirror several times. Anytime I carry mommy in my car, it is the front mirror beside I will always go back to it because you will look at herself, look at everything. I say, I'm a woman. I'm a woman. I'm a woman. You must be feeding yourself constantly for you to live a fulfilled life. If you are not feeding yourself, you can never be fulfilled. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2. I'll move to the last one and uh, we are going to round up. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Do you see what I'm saying now? You must make up your mind. Paul is a man that determined to know Christ at all costs. When you come to your church, your focus should be feeding on Christ, knowing Christ, getting better knowledge of Christ. Forget about church gossip and politics. They won't do you good. The only thing that will do you good is content of Christ that you carry. If you carry it full, you will enjoy full life. If you carry it half big, you'll be half big. You just be somebody in the church that is complaining forever. It's not about being a member of a particular church that makes you blessed. It's being a carrier of God's word in your stomach that makes you God's blessed. That's the truth. Because God is always working wonder, but he's a respecter of his word. We never follow his word. If you don't have the word in you, the word will not work for you. Okay, number three thing that guarantee fulfillment is the blessing of the moment. If you learn how to enjoy the blessing of the moment, you'll be fulfilled in life. You see, that was why when Ijobuki said, Well, they just want to call me. I said, Let that call me. It's one of the blessings of the moment. The only thing you have to create your future is the moment. The only thing you have to create your past is the moment. If we are talking that well, let's just visit this church now, it has become a past. If you refuse to enjoy the last 30 minutes, you have missed the moment. <laughs> That's how life is. So, the only thing you actually have in life is now. I'll tell my wife, this is my time now. I'm looking fine. This is my moment. This is my moment. I must enjoy it. Create a moment around what you are doing. Stop despising the days of small beginning. This is your time now. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 10. There was a time, me and my wife, we didn't have a single car. We were walking. And people look at us as twins. They say, brother, where is your brother? Anytime they say, they say, they say my brother, who are no class? It was a moment for us to enjoy. But for now, we have cars. If you miss the moment, you are losing a very glorious past that you should remember. And you are also missing the opportunity of creating the future. If you are going to be fulfilled, you will be somebody that is enjoying your moment. When it's time to sleep, speak in tongue. 
I'm going to sleep. I must enjoy my sleep. So that when I wake up, I say, Lord, thank you. I slept well. When you are awake, you are awake well. Please sit down. Eh, the job that I'm doing, sit down. It's not the one that I like. Enjoy the moment. You may not pass through that road again. There may be a lesson that God wants you to learn at that particular point in time. Enjoy it. When opportunity comes, enjoy it. Enjoy it. There was a time my mother was frying kara. I do justice to her kara. So that I won't miss it again in life. Some people pass through life. They never enjoy anything. They never enjoy anything. Even some people come to this church like this. Zombie, zombie, zombie. After service, zombie. Zombie. Go to the market, zombie. Zombie, enter the house, zombie. Your house you don't enjoy. The church you don't enjoy. The opportunity, please sit down. The opportunity you have you don't enjoy. What will you remember when you grow old? What will you remember? Enjoy the moment. The moment is what you have that will give you fulfillment. Don't think your fulfillment is in the future. Your fulfillment is now. Enjoy it. And if you have children, enjoy them now. Let them jump on you. Let them jump. Let them shout if they want to shout. What is your problem? But we are was it in the Bible that children should not shout. Let them shout. If they, I said, I told Brother Boy, I said, let this boy run. Let them run. The moment you drop them into the road, I said, I enjoyed it. I enjoy. I want to watch them grow and see them running. You will enjoy it. Let them run. Don't say, sit down. Stand up. Walk up. Walk up. Quiet. Let him enjoy the growth. Stop imagining demanding too much from them. Let them enjoy it. Let them be themselves so that when you grow, you remember. Ah, I remember when you were young. I remember when you were young. I, ah, I remember. That, those are the things that will give you pleasure and fulfillment. It's a process that you are going through. Fulfillment comes through growth. Comes through growth. So, and it is the moment that guarantees growth. The only way to be fulfilled is to enjoy the little thing that God has given you. You have a car that does not have a spare tire. Enjoy driving by faith. This tire will not burst. That you will remember it and you will laugh. My wife will tell me, you remember when you have one car? You will say, we are going home, but Kabula, she laugh with the I say, yeah, oh my, pack, 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 ateru, ateru. And anytime she says that, I'm always laughing. I say, was I that me? He said, ah, you don't know how you look then. <laughs> he say, I told my can to Kabu Kabu to buy fuel. But we remember it now and we laughed. It has become a thing of the past. That is what creates fulfillment. Some of you, you have no story to tell. You have never created a story. And you feel your life is not wonderful. Because you keep on missing opportunity to create a story. 
You are thinking God is the one that will create a story for you. It is the moment that you are going through now that will create your future and create the past. The future that you pray for yesteryear is now. This is the future. This is your time. This is your season. Seize the moment and enjoy it. Create something you remember in today. If you are in church, she said, if you are in church, be in church. When they dance, dance. You say, me, I don't like it, but I dance, but I, you may not dance it tomorrow. And when on this is that come, dance it. It is the moment that guaranteed the blessing. First John chapter 4, verse 17. The Bible says, as Christ is, so are we in this world. If you are like Christ in this world, you must enjoy the moment. When you are riding, whistle and thank God and celebrate the season. Because you remember, ah, yesterday when I was driving. Yesterday when I was doing this. And those things will give you fulfillment. Psalm chapter 1, verse 2 to 3. Say, it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Psalm 32. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law in meditate day and night. It shall be, put on verse 3, and it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in a season, whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatever he does, or he doeth, shall what? Shall prosper. So whatever you are doing now, enjoy it. Luke chapter 16, verse 10 to 12. He that is faithful in little thing is faithful in much. If you enjoy the little moment now, greater days are coming ahead of you. That's what he's saying. Little job, little things, little opportunity. Land when why will you be hiding? Why? Why? And because they did not give me the job that I desire. Choose the one that you can do now and enjoy the moment. He says, season to mark with them. It's a season. It's a season. Look at all the ministers that are here. They all have stories. And I always enjoy story prof that there was a time he climbed a Vespa. That one I cannot forget. You, you climb Vespa and you fell. You almost fell in Vespa. How many of you know what they call Vespa? And the Lord now replaced Vespa with Fensa. <laughs> They look like the same. First part, fencer. When you are climbing first part, you never know fencer was on the way. That's how it is. That's how it is. This is your time. This is your life. It's not a rehearsal. Enjoy the moment. Create a memorable history about today. Don't let today pass without you remembering something you must thank God for. Don't let today pass. And use today also to create a great future tomorrow. Because the moment is all that you have. He that is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. He who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. He that is unfaithful in today will be unfaithful tomorrow. <laughs> in little thing, you are complaining. He says you are still unfaithful in big things. So we don't even allow you to taste big things. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the little things. Sakara chapter 4 verse 10. Despise not the days of little beginning. 
despise not the days of little beginning. Celebrate little things. Enjoy it. Second Kings chapter 4, and I will round up. Chapter 2 to 4, verse 5 to 7. Look at everything about this woman. is about what she has. Where she is. Our neighbor, our friend. God did not go and import something to her. Look at what he says. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 2 to 4, verse 5 to 7. Look at it. So Eliza said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house, in your pots, in your yard? Is about now, here. Your servant has nothing but a small oil. He said, Go to your neighbor. Look at it. Enjoy everything around you. When you enjoy what you have and things around you, you'll be fulfilled. It will take you to greater heights. One of the reasons why people are poor is because they despise what they have and who they have. You despise what you have and who you have around you. You are despising small things that God has surrounded you with. You never like your gifting. You never like your certificate. You never like what you can do. You want to do something better. No, so well, Jesus says he wanted to be speaking in English to, to sing. And God said, Oh, Fine, oh, ni. Man, so you bear. And so it's known. Somebody said, I want to be international. Be national first. In fact, be state, be local government. Enjoy yourself now. Enjoy it now. Around you, what you have, your labors. Put on verse 5 to 7. Verse 5 to 7 now. Verse 5 to 7. Second chapter 4, verse 5 to 7. Quickly, look at what happened. So she went from him, shut the door behind her, and her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Verse 6. We are going to 7 quickly. Verse 6. Now it came to pass when the vessel were full that he said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the voice says. Verse 7. We are going to 7. Watch what he says. Then she came and told the man of God. And the man of God said, go and sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons live on the rest. Some people think that the first instruction is better than the second instruction. I'm going to shock you here. Selling is difficult. Selling, or what mommy call marketing, is the heart of business. And is the most difficult aspect of uh, doing business. That is the most difficult thing. But selling is easy for people that are friendly. People that are friendly can sell anything. They get connection easily. But people that come to church, squeeze their face. Even in church, you don't have friends. One of my friends told me, I won't mention his name. He said, hey, must you know that if they put pants standing on my head to sell, nobody will buy. I said, something's wrong with you. You are mumu. Pants standing. He said, attitude. And there are some people, Tambani can't tie what 
what you have, where you are, your neighbor, all those things, they are the moment that you should seize and enjoy. All those things, they are things that guarantee fulfillment. Stop actually pushing end of the world. End of, look at the opportunity around you. Look at people that God has surrounded with. with. Ask yourself, ask people around you, what can I do for you? What, is there anything I can do? Make sure you are enjoying yourself. Get lost in the opportunity that is around. Don't just come and you don't interact with anybody. If you live like that, nobody will ask you to do anything. You will not be blessed in life. that one friend must himself be friendly. You must be friendly. The moment, the opportunity, the people that you know. Who that you know. Do you know there are some people that came to this church maybe for just six months before they were transferred. I won't mention the name because majority of you will know them, but they were fulfilled. Six months or one year, they enjoyed the church in every area. Daddy, what can I do? Where can I get into? How can I do this thing? And even after they have left, they are still calling. They are not only calling, they are still giving. There is somebody I enjoy his presence when he was here. And somebody has been here for 10 years. They are saying, which church are you going to? I don't know. Even the way I'm going, I'm thinking of changing. How many churches will you go to before you get to Christ? Get yourself freed. Enjoy the opportunity around you. Ask questions if you want to ask questions. But once you are in a place, at that particular point in time, get yourself loose. That's how to be fulfilled. You are going for a ride. You are enjoying yourself. You will never pass through that road again. Today is going now. It can never come back again. If your spirit is telling you greet somebody, greet the person. Greet the person. Those say we they accept it. I just want to, I feel like greeting you. I feel like greeting. I feel like asking you this question. I, go there, enjoy yourself. And even if they say no, you will still be happy with yourself. That they say no. Say thank God that you say no. And God will rescue you. And ensure for you. The way to be fulfilled is to seize the moment that God has given you and enjoy it. Let everyone that have breath in him Stand up and let's take this moment to thank the Lord and say, Lord, thank you. I will enjoy my season. In the name of Jesus, raise your hands to heaven. Thank you, Lord, for this great opportunity to be alive. It's an opportunity to be alive. Thank you, Lord. This is my time. This is my season. This is an opportunity for me. I'm going to enjoy my family. I'm going to enjoy my children. I'm going to enjoy my wife. I'm going to enjoy the relationship that I have. I will not despise the days of small beginning. You are looking for perfection. Perfections around you. Perfections among those people that are with you. Perfection is among those people that are around you. Go ahead. Go ahead and begin to thank him and say, Lord, I will enjoy this season. And I will be blessed. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to enjoy what I have. I will enjoy my friends. I will enjoy the opportunity. I will enjoy the greatness that's around me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Raise right hand to heaven. Say, Father, help me to create a wonderful future for myself, 
from this moment. Go ahead and pray that prayer. Give me that wisdom to create something wonderful for my future. From this moment, from this job, from this small thing, in the name of Jesus, help me to create fulfillment for myself where I am. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Raise your hands so we can say, Father, I want to create a great story for my children. When I grow old, Lord, I will not lose the opportunity of the moment. I want to create a great story. Laugh about the things that I enjoy and the things that I suffer. Help me to create a great story around my family. If you don't have a story to tell, you have no glory that is awaiting you. Lord, the process. I'm going to enjoy this process. I will enjoy. I will not be frustrated. I will enjoy the process of my growth. I'm going to enjoy it and I will have great story in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Open your eyes. We are praying to more prayer. You are going to say, Holy Spirit, open my eyes to the revelation of the word that will give me joy and fulfillment in the name of Jesus. Pray that prayer for yourself. Holy Spirit, open my eyes. So I don't know the word that will change your life. I don't know the word that will bring transformation. Open my eyes to it. It's in the food. It's in the food that you get deliverance. It's in the food, the spiritual meal that you get fulfillment. Lord, open my eyes to the revelation, to the food I need to eat that will ward away every bad thing. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Open your eyes. Look at me. I desire quality followership, not customership. That's what I desire. I want responsible members. You are in church and you are knowing you occupy a space. Ah, sorry, I'm traveling. I won't be around. We know that you are traveling. You don't just go as if you belong to nobody, you know nobody, and you now be like Buari. We don't want that. We don't, we don't want that. We want you to have quality followership. I don't want you to be disappointed. I want you to be blessed. He said, follow me and I will make you. Everything you will need to be blessed will be dropped for you. As you follow, I don't know when. I don't know how. But God has a way of dropping your whole message. If you are following, he will drop your blessing. Don't unnecessarily excuse yourself. Unnecessarily. Some people, they will go three weeks. You don't even notice. Nobody will not even tell you. Don't do that. Don't. If you can't see me, see mommy. See somebody. And if they see any leader, report. The social person is aware. And God of peace will give you perfect peace in Jesus' name. And he will always protect you in the name of Jesus. Have a sense of belonging. A sense of responsibility. Don't live as if you belong to nobody. You know nobody. Don't do that. It's not helpful for your spiritual growth. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, 
I receive grace for quality followership. You have to pray for it. And God will help you. The laws of God are not grievous. Following God is not difficult. All you have to say, Lord, I receive grace. If I'm here, I am here. And I must do what I should do. I must fulfill my responsibility and be blessed. You must make up your mind and say, Lord, I receive grace to follow qualitatively. And every leader in this church also must make up their mind to do the needful. And make sure that we are pointing everybody to the center. You are pointing them to Christ. Telling them about what Christ wants. Lord, I receive grace for quality followership. In the mighty name of Jesus. And I will be blessed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Please, all eyes close. Just respect me and honor me by closing your eyes. If you have not yet confessed Jesus publicly, or maybe you are always distracted in church, you have the spirit of phone, you know that you don't know Christ, your spirit is not in alignment with us, and you want to give your life to Christ or rededicate yourself to Christ, because at times it's even difficult to know people that are born again and are not born again. You claim that you are born again, but your character is full of sin. Is somebody that does not know God. That's the way you behave. This is the time for you. I want to pray for you. I want you to say, Lord Jesus, I am sorry. I will follow you beginning from today. Raise your hands to heaven. Let me pray for you. And I'm serious about it. Raise it high to him. Raise it high. Lord Jesus, I confess to you that I want to follow you. I want to love you. And I will give myself to you. Beginning from today, I will give you quality followership. And you will make me who you want me to be in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, help me in the name of Jesus. Put that upon your head. Let me pray for you. Put it upon your head. Father, honor this prayer of these people. Write their name in the book of life and help them to live a good life for you. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen. Thank you for praying that prayer. Today you are born again. You are a new man. Everybody open your eyes. God bless all of you wonderfully in Jesus' name. There's a prayer point that is coming to my mind. I skip it, it come again. I skip it, it come again. And I want to also pray it. Now, it's not for you. It's for the nation. We are going to pray for the peace of this country. I'm, I'm, I'm disturbed. You know, it goes, it comes, it goes, it comes. I was thinking that maybe it's not necessary. I've asked you to pray for yourself for perfect peace. But we are going to pray for the peace of this country. I am disturbed that they are still doing kidnapping around. I don't know whether you are not disturbed. And I don't know whether all the new service chiefs, whether they know what to do or they don't know what to do. But we are praying that there will be peace in this country. My friend, I want to travel to Abuja and be at peace. How can a pastor be killed in a church? One kidnap. All manner of things are happening. Not even in the north alone. Even here now. Because of these uh, hungry small small boys around. They are doing all manner of things. And they are going to villages around. You must have heard. Within the past one week. In the month of July. So many people have been harassed. Kidnapped. One in Undo. One in Kwara. That one in Ogu. All, almost always around. We are going to pray for peace. In it. I want you to agree with me. Because somebody says something. 
when they remove subsidy, he said, people that are doing bad things might increase. And I say, in Jesus' name, God forbid, God forbid. He said, there will be a lot of people. He said, all these boys too. If that life becomes hard for them, some of them have gone. They can do the unexpected. But we are going to pray that peace will reign in Nigeria. I know you are believing. Can you please rise up on your feet? I want you to do it very well. We are going to pray as a Christian. That's why we are Christian in Nigeria. Let's pray and say, Lord, let there be peace in this country. Let there be peace. Ah, we have changed government. We have changed services. Lord, intervene in the affairs of this nation. And Lord Jesus, let there be peace. People are traveling, coming up and down. Lord, let there be peace. Let there be peace. Enough of kidnapping, of shooting, of massacre. Every day, enough of deaths in this country. Open your mouth and pray very well. Pray it as if you are praying for your family member. Peace, Lagos, the Road. Peace, Osobo Road. Peace, Obobosho Road. Peace, Abuja Road. Peace, Inquara. Peace in every part of this nation. Lord Jesus, let there be peace in this country. In the mighty name of Jesus, give us peace. Give us peace, Lord. Give the salvation wisdom. In the mighty name of Jesus, enough of these wanton killings. In the name of Jesus, we receive peace on our ways. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Father, let's do our hands together. Father, the abundant grace church we are praying for this nation. Let there be peace in our land. Father, give our service chief, the new service, wisdom to tackle this insecurity in the name of Jesus. In the north, in the west, in the south, in the east, Lord, we receive peace. This is the month of July, our month of perfection. Daddy, please give us perfect peace. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for everyone that is praying for this name. I hear under the sound of my voice. Give them fulfillment. Give them joy. As they follow you, let them be happy. Answer their prayers. Fulfill their desire. Let there be smile and jubilation and joy in our midst in the name of Jesus. Raise champions and pillars in, of industry, of nations in our midst in the name of Jesus. And as we are enjoying this moment, take us from one level of glory to another glory in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayer. And the saints say, believe in Amen. If you are blessed, take the moment and shout hallelujah. Amen.
Ilumine, 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 Ilum